Hey everyone, welcome to Changemakers, a podcast about becoming an irresistible community. I'm Kelly Lippenholtz and my ministry partner Susan Aldridge and I are exploring how we can change the culture in whatever community we are a part of to a culture of transformational love. If you're a small group leader, a ministry team leader, a church leader in any way, this podcast is for you and it will make your group, your team, your church, even your family a more loving community. Yes, in episode three, we talked about a communication tool, the community temperature reading, and the process for conversation, healthy conversation and communication. And the key points uh, we identified with Mark Loera were really were really this. It was that it takes practice to get comfortable with uh, doing a community yeah. temperature reading with someone. We wanted to just own that it is awkward. It is awkward <laughs> like, at first, for sure. Yes. And we, we had the new shoe analogy. You, you know, they fit, but just got to work them in. Um, <laughs> Um, but the second thing um, that was a takeaway was the regular rhythm of trying to practice this skill with another yeah. person um, and the value of that and uh, why it's so important um, so that you don't weaponize it and use it just when you have a puzzle or a complaint right. um, with that individual that you can use it to know them and genuinely start to appreciate them um, and share your hopes and dreams. And that builds trust, again, for future healthy communication. So that's a recap of episode three. Yeah. And it does get less awkward eventually, right? You just, you got to go through, you got to work through the awkwardness. Yep. All right. Well, in this episode, this is episode four, we are going to be talking to Daniel Miller. Hey, Daniel. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Susan. Good to be with you guys. Awesome to have you here. Daniel and I have done podcasts uh, together before. So this is a little, little reunion for us. Do you want to plug your podcast? here today? Sure. We're going to be publishing a new season of our podcast really soon. It's called Uprising. And we have talked about student ministry for the last couple of years, but we're going to bring in all of our next gen team and start talking about uh, six weeks to 18 years old ministry. Ooh. All of it. Oh, I'm going to need to tune into that. Okay. Sounds great. Well, we're glad you're here. And today we're going to be talking about the topic of mind reading and clarifying expectations. So God has given all of us the gift of discernment. Uh, some of us might be better at it than others, but we do all have the ability to discern, to decide something with knowledge and wisdom. We have this inner guidance system that helps us do that. And those are our thoughts and feelings. However, as human beings, because we're human, we're not robots, we often allow our thoughts and feelings to make assumptions about other people based on their behavior or their mood. Uh, we think we know what others are thinking or why they behave a certain way. So let me give you an example. Uh, I used to work with this woman who just um, wasn't real warm and friendly. And when she would walk into work every morning, um, she would never say hello. She she might look right at me and, and never say hello. And I started making up this whole story like, gosh, she hates me. I wonder what I did. And it grew and grew and grew that story that I was making up. I was mind reading for this person. And it caused me a lot of unnecessary um, angst and pain um, because I was reading this person's mind. I was spiraling. And it turned out that um, this person just had a lot on their mind all the time. When they walked into work, they had already been on the phone or already had a Zoom meeting at home. And, and there was just a lot of 
thoughts and conflicts and other things going on. It had nothing to do with me. Um, and I had caused all this pain for myself. So today on the episode, we are going to give you the language to check assumptions like that, to check our mind reading. It's jumping to conclusions. And we want to be able to listen first and to listen to understand before we start making those assumptions. We should never, ever assume that we know what someone else is thinking or feeling because we don't. And so the purpose of this next skill stop mind reading and clarifying expectations is to clarify what someone else is thinking or feeling rather than make assumptions. And so the language around the first skill of mind reading is, Hey, Susan, um, do I have permission? Can I read your mind real quick? Can I, do I have permission to read your mind? Do I have permission to check an assumption with you? I think that you are upset with me because I didn't answer the email in a timely manner. Is that correct? And so that's the language. It's very simple. It's non-confrontational. It's non it's not really conflict. It's just a question. I'm making up this story in my head and I just wanted to check that with you. And so um we're going to ask Daniel to share some things with us in a moment. We're going to talk to him about expectations. And so expectations have to be there's we have a little checklist for expectations. They have to be conscious, but they can't be unconscious. We have to know what our expectations are. We have to be aware of them. Number two, expectations have to be realistic. They have to be doable. If I have an expectation for somebody on my team, it has to be a realistic expectation that they can do it, that they can do it in the time that I'm asking them to do it. They have the skills to do it. The expectation has to be spoken. I have to say, I expect that you are able to complete this project by next week. I have to speak it. And then the other person who I have the expectation for has to agree upon it. And so that's a question that I can ask. I can say, do you agree to that expectation? And they can say yes or no. But this, this strategy of stopping the mind reading and checking and clarifying expectations can eliminate a lot of confusion and pain and disappointment in relationships. Well, let's take some time to meet our guest, Daniel Miller. Daniel, could you tell us about your role specifically here at Nativity and just maybe your background a little? I love my role at Nativity. I am the next gen director. So like I said about our podcast, uh, we are in charge of programs for kids six weeks to 18 years old. So I get to work mostly in student ministry. That's how I came on to staff. And that's where I spend the bulk of my time planning things programmatically. But we have a great team that I get to lead um, who's doing amazing things with our kids and students and their families each week. So that's me at work, at least. Thank you. Can we jump right into the content <laughs> of unmet expectations and have you share a recent unmet expectation for someone that made you angry or disappointed. So take a minute, but any unmet expectation and what, what story maybe you told yourself about the situation? Mm -hmm. So I had some friends that stayed with me recently and I like to cook. So I made them dinner one night and they came right after I had been on Christmas break. It was the day after I flew back house was clean, but I still like hadn't really even unpacked by the time they got there. I had to go to the grocery store after working all day and getting back the night before. Made them dinner, got to the end of dinner, and they didn't do the dishes. 
Ah. And I was kind of yeah. like, why am I standing here doing the dishes? I want to be sitting down. I worked all day. Yeah. I already cooked you dinner. And you made dinner for me. Why them. aren't you doing the dishes? And I had this, this thing built up in my head. Why didn't they just jump in to clean up? But I hadn't said that to them. I didn't suggest that they should be doing the dishes. There was nothing about me that... Right. I just had this expectation. Why are they not doing the dishes? Are they lazy? Do they just not like doing dishes? Is it... I, I don't know. So... So it was maybe an unconscious expectation. It is realistic, mm -hmm. but it wasn't spoken. It wasn't agreed upon. Right. Yeah. And then I went into the mind reading of like, why are they not doing this? Yeah. And just taking advantage of me. You're or... just telling yourself a story about all mm -hmm. of it. Well, I'm scrubbing the dishes harder. <laughs> I'm getting frustrated as I go. So where'd it go? Where'd it end? Did you verbalize it or, did, or have you just let go of it and let God with it? Yeah. I think I just had to let go of that one. Not had to. I did yeah. just let go of that one. But, uh, how many moments do you have? I had a hard time thinking of where this was in my life. And then I'm like, I do this 10 times every day. Mm. If you don't verbalize the expectation, it's really easy to get frustrated about little things and those can accumulate too. So, Especially about work because there are expectations that we feel like people should just know. Mm -hmm. Like just do your job. Maybe they don't know what the expectation was and and we're not speaking yes, it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The unconscious for me is that I think that everyone should kind of operate in a general respect of others and notice ways of like social interaction or relational interaction mm -hmm. that are common to humankind. So I, I find myself slipping into those moments of unmet yeah. expectation when I'm like, don't you know you close the cabinet once you open it and take a dish out? Like for me, that's just a obviously obvious. <laughs> and I met with someone who said some people don't even see that it is still open. And that just gave me this. Oh, OK, oh, I need to check okay. that with. Yeah, with, with huh. um, my expectation department and uh, get, get back to them. But um, just to move forward like where in your life have you had expectations, Daniel, of others that you needed to clarify? Just bigger things. Um, mm -hmm. The dishes can become big. Trust me, resentment can grow. Um, but where in your life have you had expectations of others? Um, well, to zoom out on, I think, why the dishes was an annoyance for me. Um, I'm a two on the Enneagram. So I don't know that you guys have talked about the Enneagram on we this podcast at all. We haven't, but that's okay. All. You can tell us about so, it. So... It's just, it's another personality inventory. The, the most basic way to understand a two on the Enneagram is my first inclination, my inner motivation is I think of how to serve people and how to meet the needs of others. Mm -hmm. When I walk into a room, that's sort of how my mind works. Mm -hmm. And the downside of being a two is that I can become resentful because mm -hmm. I don't see others anticipating my needs the way that I anticipate needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we expect people to behave like we behave. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so that's why I think the dishes was, it's a little thing, but it's a bigger challenge that I can have too of, I don't see why this person isn't anticipating my needs. And that can go for work. It can go for significant others. It can go for family, friends. It just can go across the board if it's not dealt with. Yeah. So that self-awareness that you have, um, did that come from, again, just like sitting and reflecting on your behavior over the years? Or how do you think you came to know that? 
Well, that one of the good things about the Enneagram or other personality inventories is when somebody verbalizes the things that you experience and puts words to it, mm. it it's like, oh, that's what I've been feeling all of these years. Mm. So that helped me. It was kind of coaching so that I could recognize it more easily. And now I can see it. And at first I was like, yeah, I'm not resentful or anything, but I, I can be if I let those things build up. Yeah. Well, what expectation um, or what is an expectation that someone has had uh, for you that might have needed clarification in the past? And this is a big one. Uh, Humility. For... <laughs> <laughs> I expect you to be humble. Um, any, any expectation come to mind? I had a harder time thinking of an answer to this question, but this is sort of a funny one. So um, I have a younger coworker and she kind of has this expectation that I'm going to tell her everything about my dating relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not. (laughs) So. Okay. I have to. Have you clarified that with this coworker yet? I kind of jokingly clarify it. Is it me? Because I'm so much younger. Well. (laughs) I'm not, by the way. (laughs) Just kidding. So I have... I have a dating relationship that's a, a few months in, and now this coworker of mine is asking <laughs> me when I'm going to get engaged. And I'm like, oh my gosh! First of all, we've been dating for a couple of months, and second, you're not going to be the one that I can tell when we get engaged. You'll know when there's a ring on the finger. So anyway, <laughs> um, I I guess I have to be a little bit more blunt like that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Daniel has an action step after this podcast. (laughs) Well, again, if you don't verbalize, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, your boundary, it sounds like there's a boundary when we share personal information with others. We all have different levels of sharing with friends, family, coworkers. And so it sounds like just having a common ground for what you're willing to share and maybe verbalizing that Mm -hmm. would be a next step. Um, or just avoid it like so many of us unhealthy people do. Um, well, last question, Daniel. How have you used uh, this skill and what difference has it made in your relationships? Well, the tagline uh, about this in the book is talk to people in person instead of in my head. So my tendency is to avoid conversations and to stress over them. Mm. But instead, I've started to have more regular, less eventful conversations, conflict, that sort of thing, instead of letting issues linger and build up. So that's the difference that it's made for me. More regular conversations, clarifying expectations along the way. Don't let it build up. Don't let it build up. And uh, one of my Mm. spiritual advisors said, don't let anyone live rent free in your head. Just Mm. sit there and be be bold and and be mature and have the conversation. So thank you for letting us dig a little bit into how clarifying and expectations and mind reading have uh, been part of your experience. Yes. Great. Thanks so much for being here, Daniel. We loved having you. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening to episode four today. Next time, we are going to be talking again to Daniel Miller about exploring emotions and feelings. It's called, we're going to call it exploring the iceberg. That's what Peter Scazzaro calls exploring our emotions and feelings. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for being change makers with us and we will see you next time. 